This week on the Product Agility Podcast, we find ourselves in Lisbon, Portugal at the Productize 2023 conference, where attendees will get to hear talks from Melissa Perry, Tammy Reese, Leah Theron and Radhika Dutt, to name but four of the amazing speakers. We are here to do our talks in 10, and they're the best way for you to get the inside track and behind the scenes insights on the talks and workshops from the conferences that we partner with. So you don't miss a beat. If you're at the conference, come and find us. We're hard to miss with our podcast t-shirts. If you're not, then just enjoy these talks in 10. And who knows, maybe we'll see you at Productize 24. Today's episode of the Product Agility Podcast comes with a special gift in association with our Haaslides, your go-to engagement tool for fun, engaging and effective learning and workshop experiences. Whether I am teaching the criticality of a clear and compelling product vision or facilitating a product strategy workshop, AHA Slides always makes it a more elevating and effective experience through its polls, quizzes and brainstorming tools. Discover how AHA Slides can elevate both your in-person or remote experiences by visiting AHA Slides and use the code AHAXPROD, which is also in the show notes, for a whopping 50% off of an annual subscription. Hello and welcome to the Product Agility Podcast. We are back again at the, the day two. And we are here with Remy Polycastro, who yesterday delivered a workshop on emotional intelligence. And the clickbait title. <laughs> That's right. That's Thank right, you so much for having me, Ben. Steph. And um, yeah, yesterday was the first of an emotional regulation podcast here at Productize. Pretty brave editorial choice. Yeah. But you're right. It's a clickbait title that is not reflecting what's actually in the <laughs> workshop itself. And a more, a more honest and transparent title would probably be how to be less of an asshole. Uh, full of life experiences. <laughs> <laughs> um, Remy, can I then infer from that that you, cl- you have classified yourself in the past as an asshole? Well, so here's the thing, and this is the claim that I make with, with this workshop, is that assholes don't exist. Oh. <laughs> and they are just emotionally unregulated people. And if we don't take care of our own emotional regulation, we end up being the asshole of someone. So, yeah, that's, that's basically the claim. But you've mentioned emotional regulation a few times here, and I find this a really interesting topic. How, how does emotional regulation then play into what we're looking at here on the Productized Conference, a product conference? Like how does emotional regulation then and emotional intelligence tie into this? Yes, so it's not entirely obvious, but everything that we do on a daily basis as humans is heavily emotionally loaded, actually. How we interact with people, how we think, how we make decisions, how we innovate, how we empathize with a different point of view, a user-centric approach, and so on. All of that is actually demanding that we are emotionally available or regulated. I mean, you can use any words you you wish for that. So the purpose of the, the, the workshop is not really to learn a skill specific to product that will advance their career, but it actually to do what they already know how to do, just better mm. and smoother and easier. This is more of a, just a, a life skill. This is something is. which helps us as humans. Was it the research? There was, I think it was cited maybe in Daniel Goleman's Emotional Intelligence book. It was saying that the, 
the best precursor for success in future life isn't IQ. And the studies they did within certain cohorts of young children, I think, and I've got a feeling this might have happened over a reasonably long period. I might be getting myself confused with some different research by Carol Dweck on growth mindset. But I think that the, the research showed that you can have very, very high IQ children who do not have what would, could be classed as a, a successful life. They didn't achieve the goals they wanted to achieve. They didn't feel like they got to where they wanted to go. However, children with a high emotional intelligence and the ability to emotionally regulate and to then use their, manage their emotions and also help other people manage their emotions to help build relationships and motivate themselves, actually that is a better precursor for success in later life. And I, I, I'm a firm firm believer of that. Yeah, for sure. When you look at everything that will make us successful, so being able to hear difficult feedback, integrate it, learning anything. For anyone that learned something recently knows how painful it is like to get down there and realize that you know nothing and you will suck at it for a while. This, like, emotionally is, is challenging. Um, fostering relationship as well. This is difficult. It takes time and it takes being emotionally regulated. Um, that's, um, you said this was a brave editorial choice for the for the conference. When you ran it and the feedback after, well, say first of all, when you ran it, how was it structured? Like, what can you tell us a little bit about the journey you took people on in the workshop? Yeah, so emotional regulation starts with awareness. It's about noticing subtle emotional changes that we're not necessarily aware of, and especially with notifications and back-to-back meetings and stuff, we don't actually pause to notice. So I gave the participants a couple of tools and practices to basically notice their emotional state. Some are pretty straightforward, like noticing your quality of thoughts, and some are, are pretty interesting, like the bold score, where you actually let your body tell you how much of nervous activity you have. It's a breathing exercise. And... And then once you start noticing, you're able to take the right action. So do I actually need to regulate? And then what type of regulation is the most suitable for where I am, who I am with, the type of emotion that I actually need to regulate, and so on. And from there, once we are regulated, we can start verbalizing it. So we can start, a journey is a powerful tool to verbalize it for ourselves. So we can bring understanding and also to communicate it so that people are less in the dark. We tend to think that we generally have a pretty good understanding at reading other people's emotion, like from the facial expression, from the body language, from the, the tone and uh, words that they are using. But the truth is, we're actually pretty bad. There is the work of Lisa Feldman. Uh, she wrote a fantastic book, How, to, How Emotions Are Made. And she, with her lab, single-handedly took down what we thought was the pattern for emotion creation before. And she comes out that uh, she demonstrated that emotions are actually just guesses. And we humans are terrible at guessing our own emotion correctly. We tend to confuse anxiety for excitation and, and so on. And so if we're bad at noticing our own Trust me, we're really bad at noticing other people. Yeah. And so being actually to communicate them better is, is a fantastic tool, especially now in tech more than any other industry. This is so diverse culturally. People from all over the world now, even so with remote work. So 
in the between the lines of the SOP and the day-to-day, we actually tend to forget that culturally, emotionally, we're very different from very different background. And it has an impact for sure on the outcome and the output of a team. So if I was to kind of abstract out, abstract, summarize what you're saying there, it starts with awareness, leads to a choice, and then communication. That's it. And what you were saying about being able to like pin, to point at your emotions and say it's that one or it's that one. I think when I found Robert Plutchik's Wheel of Emotions, like that was the only, that was the first time in my life I'd ever looked at something and said, wow, okay, so these are emotions. And all these words that I've been using for so many years, I had no idea. It was an emotion. And I'm not afraid to say, I mean, it may make me sound stupid, but I don't think many people can really say, list off some emotions. I think people would kind of have a a reasonable list, but it would be nowhere near the actual kind of compendium of the range of human emotions. And I think it's so important that we're able to label some of these things, you know? So I think that awareness piece is is huge. But I suppose that comes with then actually understanding what emotions are. And what I found fascinating with what you were saying, particularly, was the fact that emotions are being created. Like an emotion is born. And that's something which I'd never really considered before. Like how are emotions created? Well, I'm, I'm really glad you're bringing up the, the wheel of emotion. This is actually the first myth that I'm debunking in the, in the workshop, because this is actually wrong. Mm. We, and I was so convinced that it was the way it is. Like emotion or something universal, even animals can have it. It's engraved in our system. And so when we come across a certain input, input we have that emotion mm. and then we consciously have it and so we can label it and that's it but it turns out it's it's not it's but it this in in and of itself is is pretty crazy so that's exactly the work of lisa feldman and mm. basically the best way to describe our emotional state take two variables how high or low energy we are and how good or discomfort we feel inside our body. And so that gives like a quadrant. And from there, you can rate your emotional state with much more accuracy than words, because words mean different things for different people. And they are very subjective. The difference between anxiety and excitement is perfect. Because what it is, is just a level of energy and a narrative. If you are high of energy and you're in a narrative that is telling you, yes, you can do this, this is happening, like, let's do it, it's incredible, that's excitement. If you are in a front of a room of, uh, full of people and you don't know what to say and there is a blank screen next to you, that's the exact same sensation, that tension in the stomach, the legs that are getting cotton, and that's it, the, the exact same sensation. We are sadly running out of time. Yeah, okay, sorry. No, no, no. Like, no, no, you're not waffling at all. You're not waffling at all. It's, just fan- it's, it's gold. It's incredibly, in- incredibly interesting. And I think I find it very interesting. I think listeners can find it interesting. I think Steph, like, Steph is finding it interesting. Now, if you were to force yourself to come up with a sentence for the, the impact that someone working in product or tech Protocol tech, but they benefit from emotional regulation. You know, to kind of summarize that into a sentence, how would you kind of pitch it if you had to sell it in that way? It's not something that will make your CV 
a lot better in the short term, but this is the safest way to have a fulfilling career and not die alone, eaten by your cats. I mean, and who, who really wants that? It may be some people. I think I read something <laughs> once, National Enquirer or something like that. But yes, brilliant. I think you said to me yesterday, yeah, for, the, for the record, this is a, this is a do-over. Like, the first time we recorded this, we had some sound issues. So it's awesome that you've come back. And I think you said to me yesterday, this is about being the best, the best you you could possibly be. I think that's the, the thing that I'm really taking away. In addition to everything you said, is that actually this, the workshop you did and the things that you're saying help people be the best or happier versions of themselves. So it's been an absolute joy to be back again, Remy. Thank you again for coming along. If people want to contact you or communicate with you in some way, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way would be LinkedIn. LinkedIn. All roads lead back to LinkedIn. So, yeah. Sadly so. Oh no, joyously so. We love LinkedIn. So when you're, when, you're looking, when you're looking Remy up, we'll put the LinkedIn profile into the description of the show notes. Obviously, look at the Productivity Podcast. Follow us as well so you can be informed of all the new episodes that are going to be coming out whilst we're at the Productize Conference and beyond. Remy, thanks so much for coming on. And everyone, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back again soon. Thank you so much for having me, Ben and Steph. Thank you. Have a good one.